Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. want to remind you about our friends at Mr. Mac. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Come join Scotty and Hans Wednesday, December 11th from noon to 3, 5690 South Redwood Road, right there in Taylorsville. Gordon, the Jazz back at it tonight, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, on Friday night. Uh, they pounded the Grizzlies pretty good, 126 to 112. They needed a win in the worst way. Who cares who it came against? But does do, does them playing better inspire any confidence? Because they've struggled so much lately. Well, winning's always better than losing. However, in order for the Jazz to fulfill what people had expected of them, they need to string together a number of wins before people are convinced again. I, I think losing five of six like that does shake uh, people's uh, confidence. And when we talked with Chris Mannix about this earlier, he said he thinks it's reaching a point, a critical point, where they have to be what they are. And uh, we've seen the Jazz make improvements over the past few seasons as the year has gone on. But this is far south of what we expected out of that team at this point. Well, so. and 13 and 10 could be a lot worse. But I do think that, that you're correct that it is a bit of a turning point or crisis point or whatever you yeah. want to put on it because I think that's why things were so tense last week. I know a lot of folks got distracted with the college football, but you know, around the Jazz, there was a, a, a lot of tent. <laughs> I mean, you heard it on the Joe Ingles show last week uh, with DJ and PK. I mean, they they got a lot to work on. There and is there is some a uh, ton of urgency there. It was an outside noise, no. like people like to call it. It was very inside. 100%. There is no doubt about it. The Jazz themselves were feeling it and uh, realizing, understanding that they needed to make some changes and do some, a lot of things better. They're still working on that. I mean, even in the victory, they had a bunch of turnovers. You know, and so that needs to be fixed. There's, uh, it's a work in progress, but this thing needs to start trending up. Well, the the biggest problem remains. Actually, the two biggest problems that I've brought up over the past couple of weeks. Mike Conley needs to play better, and he's going to be out tonight. Yeah. Uh, with a hamstring injury, and the bench, the bench has been just dreadful. Now, one thing, Joe Ingles has been coming off the bench. Gordon, they moved him into the starting lineup the last couple of games, and particularly against the Grizzlies, Joe was. Awesome. 12 points, 10 assists, 4 steals. Joe Ingles was terrific. And I I got to wonder, Gordon, they need to fit well, let me let me simplify it. They need to figure out a way to get everybody playing at their best. Yes, I know that no. sounds dumb in its simplicity, but that's that's a fact. And Joe Ingles has not been good so far this year, and now he's been thrust into a different role at this point guard position because of the Mike Conley injury and he pre- appears to be flourishing a little bit. And again, one you know, two game sample size. I got it. 
but they've got to figure out a way to get these guys going. And if I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm paying attention to how Joe's playing because you've got to figure out a way to keep him playing like this. Okay, so let's reflect back on a conversation you and I had maybe a month ago. And it is uh, essentially divides uh, a, a, a thought process into two different camps. Do you play to win now or do you play to be at a peak level when the playoffs start, assuming you're going to make the playoffs? So what do you do? Right now the Jazz are sixth in the West. Do you go ahead and utilize Joe Ingles because he can help you win games now? Or at some point when Mike Conley is healthy, do you stress his role in making the offense work, even if it's going to cost you some games along the way? Because, and, and let me give you an example of why this might be dangerous. If the Jazz run up against a team in the playoffs that are going to put pressure on Joe Ingles, because Joe's got decent handles, but he's not great. You know, he's not particularly fast. So are you going to rely on that? Are you going to, you know, marry that thing so that you can win games? Or are you playing the long run? See, that's isn't that the zillion-dollar question? Yeah. Uh, because th- this team isn't going anywhere without Mike Conley either. Right. So, uh, you, you know, yeah, Joe's going a little bit now that he's he's kind of a main ball, ball handler and we see the connection with Rudy and the, all that stuff is real. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they can just say, Mike, we don't need you because Joe's playing well. Right. Because they they need Mike Conley. They need his production as well. I mean, Joe— And they need his personality. They need his specific skill set to come in and play at the high level that he has shown he's capable of playing at in the past. And so that needs to continue to be integrated. But are you going to keep losing games? And then if you lose games, you lose confidence. And at some point, you might lose your team. You don't want to do that. I, I wonder about, Mike, you, you say you need his personality. I think his personality, and I, I don't know if this is happening or not. My guess is it is, but his personality needs to be fall in line. His personality needs to be, this is Donovan and Rudy's team, and I need to do what I can to play my role correctly. Okay, then what is that role? Uh, he needs to work Quinn Snyder's offense. He needs to be the initiator. He needs to function within Quinn's offense. And Quinn's offense isn't... Point guard, let the air out of the ball, and then make a play. That's not what it is. It's not what it's ever going to be. Mm -hmm. So he has to figure out to fit his game into what Quinn Snyder wants to do. And, you know, by fall in line, I would hope his personality would be, whatever you need, coach, I'll get better at. And you know what? If it means him shooting fewer floaters because his floater right now is ridiculously bad, Uh then that's what it needs to be. If, if Quinn's asking him to take more corner threes or get to the rim more, then that's what it needs to be. It, it, we can't be talking anymore about, well, Mike Conley is historically good at the floater. Right. So they need to uh, – I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. Uh, not that it matters. But that maybe the Jazz tried to figure out a way to incorporate that floater into their offense, and then Donovan has now – tried to put that as part of his because game. Because it's what was open. Because he's shooting a ridiculous amount of floaters, and it's a bad shot, plain and simple. It's a bad shot. <laughs> it's not shot a bad st- shot if you make it. It's, it's a bad shot statistically. It's it's a, I, I think it was Adrian who brought this up on the Saturday show, and I thought it was a really good point. Isn't it interesting that the Jazz are trying to incorporate this floater into the offense, whereas when they were game planning against Houston last year from the, for the playoffs, what shot were they forcing James Harden into by playing behind him the whole time? That's because he's got a killer three. 
He wanted them. They wanted him to shoot the floater because the floater is an inefficient but, bad but, shot. But even when we talked with Locke about this, who was anti mid range shots of all kinds, he even admitted that if that shot is open, you can't ignore it. It's always open. <laughs> that's the problem. You know what? That that's the problem with analytics in the NBA. What are what are you taking? You're taking the shot you want, or you're taking the shot the defense gives you. And the answer to that probably determines a lot of wins and losses. Like against, so in other words, what you're saying is it's worth it to continue to move the ball, move the ball, move the ball until you get the shot you want. Right. Well, that's why the game against Indiana. All right. That was I didn't flip out about any other game on that road trip except for the game against Indiana. That was the most alarming one to me, because the Jazz got pushed around. Yeah. By the by the Pacers, and that's not. A, I mean, I get the Pacers are strong and they're physical or whatever, but. That's not a game I would pick the Jazz to get pushed around all game. And they got pushed off their spots. They got pushed away from the shots that they want to take. So it's easy to take those floaters because they want you to take the floater. So do you take that shot because it's always there? Or do you try to find a better shot because it's a better shot? And I guess I don't know. The answer to that is not always consistent, right? But the Jazz need to be taking more of their shots than they are. I, I'm absolutely confident in that both? opinion. You go ahead and take it when it's obviously there, but not all the time. You move the ball, you move the ball, and keep moving it. I wouldn't want to. You can s- do both. I wouldn't want to see floaters or those mid-range shots until I had to. All like right, five seconds or less. Let's on circle that. back to the original question: Which one is more effective over the long haul? Do you play for the playoffs or do you play for winning games night by night by night? You play for the playoffs. But the problem is is that you can't let the, the wheels come off. And I think that's what Mannix was talking about when he joined us. I mean, they're not to the point yet where you're like, all right, this thing's coming apart, but they're not far away from it either. So that's that's not a, a plain and simple question that you ask there because in, a, in the 100-acre wood, yeah, get ready for the playoffs. Make sure you're firing on all cylinders then. But if you don't get some more wins before January – well, then you run the risk of this not working altogether, which would be a complete disaster. That would be bad. It would also be bad if you end up playing the number one seed in the West or the number two seed. You want to avoid that if you can. But even if you do that, if, you're, if, 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 if your pain you're from earlier in the season uh, is felt then and, and then cured by the time you're playing it, then all you got to do is beat that team one time on its home court to get home court advantage. But here's the thing. They've got to figure it out, not just tape it up. Does that make sense? Because last year, honestly, we saw a team that was good, not great, and they looked pretty great coming down the stretch at the end of the season, Mm -hmm. but they were playing all these teams that had quit, and it wasn't real. Yeah. So the Jazz can go on a stretch here over these next few games, right? Memphis, Oklahoma City, Orlando, you know, some of these games coming in. But they need to fig- actually fix it during this stretch, not just beat some teams they should. Well, that's and- what was so disheartening about what happened on the road trip, because they were playing teams that folks were putting the Jazz in the same category with. Well, they're not. They're, they're not. And they're not right now. Yeah. And if they're ever going to be, they, they have some stuff to fix. And, and that's they, a great that's- point, Jake, because you've got to look at what's real and then dig right. from there. That's you've reality. Got, you've got to fix it from there, whatever it takes. And the Jazz do are not bereft of talent. They have some talent. You just got to figure out a way to utilize it and have the guys have the right mentality to take advantage of it collectively. The Bucks, the Raptors, the 76ers, the Lakers, they're all on a different level than the Utah Jazz right now. 
I'm not. I'm well, not. That much was evident by 20 point losses by the Jazz. I'm not saying the Jazz can't close their gap. The gap, and that's what we're talking about here. They need to actually fix what's going on, and that to fulfill their potential. But right now, I mean, for those of you going, oh, I can't believe they lost to Milwaukee. Really? Because <laughs> Milwaukee's awesome. Yeah. And are. the Jazz are not right now. They're right. just not. You know, Toronto surprisingly awesome, and the Jazz just aren't right now. The Lakers awesome. And, and to say that, oh, the Jazz are not on their level. Well, yeah, they're not. So, okay, then to make, get, make this a little more specific, do you continue to highlight Joe Ingles running the offense, as it were? I understand that nobody runs the offense completely, but do you have, even when Mike Conley comes back, do you have Joe Ingles featured? Define featured real quick. I'm having trouble. Have him handle the ball. In the starting lineup, with all lineups, mm-hmm. with the bench, I mean, as your primary lineup, um, I probably don't go that far because I think Mike Conley's actually more important than Joe. I know that sounds crazy. It does sound crazy in light of everything we just talked about. But. Right? They need both. Is the answer? I mean, they need they need both Joe Ingles and Mike and, Conley, and that's a good point too because Joe hasn't exactly been holding up his end of the deal either. In fact, he has not. But Mike Conley makes $32 million a year. He's the one who's averaged 20-plus points uh, per game at times in this league. He's the one who's led teams throughout the playoffs. I mean, he's he's the guy they've they've invested in, and they've invested in Joe, too. But who's got the higher ceiling? If I were any of the Jazz players, I'm telling you who I'd be listening to right now is Quinn Snyder. I'd be listening to every word he says. And if he says, move the ball, fellas, I'm not going to be out there fiddle-faddling around with it. All right, joining us now in studio, our good friend Mike Wilson from Any Hour Services. We're talking furnaces tonight. Now, I've had uh, I've had this happen to me, of course, Mike. But if our furnace just, you know, goes dark, if it just stops working, yep. Uh, you you go to the garage and you grab a large wrench, right, and just whack that thing until it starts <laughs> uh, it starts moving again, right? Yeah, um, that is one approach. It, are there better ones? I, yes. Okay. There are. You definitely don't want to fiddle-faddle around with a large wrench <laughs> nice. and no. your furnace. Okay. Do you uh, build a fire in a fireplace and huddle up? If you have a fireplace, yes. But let's 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 stick to the furnace. Let's say, <laughs> say this. Let's say it does go out on you. Uh, first thing that you want to do is go to wherever the furnace is and check and see if it's blinking an error code first because you're going to be doing some stuff that would reset the circuit board and take the error code away. And if it doesn't work, you want that error code for the technician that's going to come out there. So there's usually like a little eye peephole type of thing on one of the doors, and that's usually so you can look in at an LED that's blinking, and it's usually blinking you know, several times to give you a code. So write that down first. Second, you want to cut the power uh, because that's going to be, it's almost like resetting a computer, right? If it freezes up, sometimes you can reset the computer, and when you turn it back on, it's working fine. That doesn't necessarily mean you fixed anything, but it will get it back up and going. Uh, the third thing you want to do is you want to check the error filter. If it's dirty, go ahead and change it out. Um, while it's still off, you want to change the batteries in your thermostat. A lot of thermostats uh, have batteries, and we probably have never changed them in the years that we've been in the house. And it's possible that those have gone just dead enough that it's not sending a signal to the furnace. Uh, the next thing you want to do is you want to turn the furnace back on and see if it starts blowing cold air. Now, if it does, cool. If not, then you may have a bigger issue going Mike, on. Yeah. All that is true, what you just said. But if my furnace doesn't work, I'm just going to call any hour. 
You absolutely can do that. I'm, there are a lot of people out there that want to avoid having to call a repair company or call anybody out because they want to try and do it themselves. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with either of those situations. My job is really I'm just trying to provide value to everyone listening. So whatever situation you're in, if you like to try and fix it yourself, hey, I want to give you some information that hopefully you'll think, oh, hey, any hour helped me fix it. I didn't have to pay them a dime for it. Or if you're the type of person that's like, I don't even want to mess with it. I'm just going to call somebody I know, then, hey, any hour's here for you. It's just a piece of equipment that you can't make mistakes with, right? I mean, that's why... Sometimes isn't it better to leave it to the experts to make sure it's done properly? Absolutely. Now, if you go any further than the steps that I just told you, yes, you run the risk of like doing more damage than good. But if you can get if it's in the middle of the night and you want to avoid paying a $200 emergency after hours fee and you can go down and shut off the breaker and turn it back on and it gets you heat to get through the night, you didn't hurt anything. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, if it if you did that and it starts to act up again, then it's possible that more than likely there's something going on. And yes, you want to like have somebody come out and take a look you. at it. But I as far you. as like the basics, you know, if you can shut it off and reset it and it'll come back on, cool. That's Mazel tov. Like that that helps. I don't need to I don't need to take my technician and come out there. We are happy to come out there and do that for you. But if I can save you a little bit of money, that's all I'm trying to do with these tips. Now, if you have some of this stuff going on, and maybe you get it back to work, maybe you don't. But uh, might it be a good idea to schedule a, a tune up to have them come just look at the inside and make yeah, sure everything's okay? For sure, because if uh, if it does come back on, it's possible that it was just a furnace or the the batteries on the thermostat. Then you probably fixed it. But if if it goes out again. Uh, a a tune-up is definitely a good idea because the manufacturers say that you need to have this done at least once a year. And the reason is, is all of those things that you pointed out. There's a lot of components that work together to make your furnace work. And if one of them stops working, the whole thing can shut down. So if you don't know what you're doing and what you're looking at, it's definitely a good idea to get a professional out there. And this tune-up is the the least expensive service that you can have done on your furnace to help it last as long as possible. And so have it checked out at least once a year. Have our technicians come out there. Normally 99 bucks to have it done, but tonight you're going to be able to save 70 bucks and get it done for only $29. And so you know, we, we document everything. We leave you with a full written report. We answer any questions that you've got. You can stand over their shoulder and watch them if you want an education on what's going on with your furnace. But here's the key. Call tonight while you're thinking about it. Lock in the price. Schedule it for whenever's most convenient for you. Make sure this gets done. I've done it three times and never been disappointed. That's awesome. I'm glad that uh, that would be a totally different conversation if uh, if we had screwed up. Three times at, uh, what is that, uh, four furnaces? That's... 12 furnaces uh, taken care of? He's he's exaggerating. Uh, In in, in his mind, he's actually calculating like all of the money he saves. He's like, ha ha. (laughs) That's a lot of furnaces. I just... I know. I just haven't encountered a sales job. I haven't encountered anything. Yeah. Just a very plain list of things. Hey, this is what's going on, and I appreciated the information. I, honestly, like our approach is really just to try and give you information. It's not meant. Our, our guys are technicians. They're not sales guys. Yeah. And so when they come out there, all they're doing is comparing how should your furnace be running when it's new compared to how it's running right now, and they present you with the information. Now, some people, if they want to explore options to like 
get a new furnace, then they hand it off to a guy that is that specializes in coming out there and measuring everything up. But yeah, they're not there to to give you a sales pitch. But if your furnace is 28 years old and like barely limping by, they might have some recommendations. They for might you. mention it. <laughs> All right, call any Howard Services right now. Get on that schedule. Save 70 bucks on a 29 point furnace tune up. 99 dollar value, only 29 dollars. But you've got to call before seven tonight. 801 443 Any Hour Services. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. More next. Uh, Utah, possibly picking up a quarterback. We'll tell you who. Straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged skies And up the cloudy draw Their brands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel a bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. Boy, saw the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we want to uh, remind you that uh, coming up, let's see, uh, coming up this Wednesday, it's a win ticket Wednesday. Gordon, pay attention because you're a big country guy these days. Your chance to win tickets to the Zach Brown Band. The Zach Brown Band will be out on the tour uh, this spring in support of their upcoming album, The Owl. See them live with special guests Amos Lee and Pooh Bear and Sasha Serrata on Thursday, March 26th, 26, excuse me, at the Maverick Center. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at livenation.com. You're the country expert these days. You you digging uh, I like Zach Zachary Brown? Brown? Yeah, I do. Oh, exactly. What type of uh, what type of music is that? Besides country, country, is it? I was surprised when I've seen uh, him and his band play. Uh, how much uh, actually rock, a uh, rock sound was involved in it, and fine musicianship too. Also, want to remind you, tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Join Scotty and Hans on Wednesday, December 11th, from noon to three. 5690 Redwood Road there in Taylorsville. Go get suited up with the good folks at Mr. Mac. We also want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. Gordon, uh, Utah reportedly getting a new quarterback. Uh, South Carolina graduate transfer Jake Bentley announced uh, that he is going to be, uh, well, he announced he was going to be transferring earlier this month. Uh, A bunch of reports, actually he announced on Twitter, excuse me, that he's going to play for Kyle Whittingham and the Utes. Bentley has thrown for 7,527 yards and 55 touchdowns in three seasons at South Carolina. His best year was uh, 2018 where he threw for 3,171 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. That's coming to Utah. Yeah, and uh, he's been inconsistent at times, but uh, prolific. And that'll be interesting to see uh, that quarterback competition this next time around because, obviously, rising is there, and we'll see how how that works out. But competition usually doesn't hurt anything. If I'm Jason uh, Jason Shelley, I'm transferring today. (laughs) Are you? I don't know if he has his degree yet or not. Regardless, I'm transferring today. 
I mean, this shows how little faith they have in Jason Shelley. I mean, and not to mention that Drew Lisk was basically the backup quarterback all year long. And uh, now they're bringing in a grad transfer in addition to the redshirt, well, I guess, what is he, a redshirt sophomore that's going to be contending for the starting job in Cam Rising, who they already brought in to supplant you? If I'm Jason Shelley, I'm going somewhere else. Uh, yeah, if you want to run away from a challenge. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't blame him that Utah no. is basically sending the signal. You probably should find somewhere else to no, play. I you think, would call him soft I if think, he transferred. No, I didn't see. I didn't use that word. That he's afraid of competition. No, I. Well, how else look, would you put I, that? I think guys should do whatever is in their best interest. Uh, if if uh, if that's what he feels is best, then then do what you got to do. See, here's the thing: we're going to have to get over this soft transfer label we just are it's just a different world three out of the four heisman trophy finals finalists gordon this year yeah. are transfers mm-hmm. and, yeah, and all some three of those of guys the were told they weren't good enough right you're just not good enough all three of the quarterbacks that are finalists for the heisman trophy transferred joe burrow wanted to go to nebraska i read today well, and he was told he wasn't good enough ended up at ohio state told once again he wasn't good enough then ended up at LSU, and he's probably the favorite, I would say, to win the award. <laughs> now he's good enough. Right. So, so, so yeah. if you're Jason Shelley, why would you why would you let Utah tell you you're not good enough? Yeah, you don't well, have to. Why would you just stick it out? There's no reason. And that's what Utah is telling him by bringing in another grad transfer on top of uh, of Cam Rising. But that's I don't just think what they're he, saying. I don't, he wouldn't be a graduate transfer because I think he's only a sophomore, right? Jason Shelley? Yeah. I think he's a junior. Well, give me a second. I'll, he was a redshirt freshman last year. Wasn't was he? he? Okay, then he is maybe a sophomore. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he's put in that work in the summer. I'm not well, sure. So, but so, I, I would transfer either way, probably. I mean, okay, I see this from both sides. The program wants to get the best players it can, uh, and uh, the individuals are sitting there going, "Hey, man, I've been busting my hump in practice, and and you don't, you're going out and recruiting over me." Or you're signing guys over me, then uh, I'll, I'm not, I don't feel appreciated here, so I'm going to go somewhere where I get an opportunity. I get that completely. You're right, by the way. Jason Shelley, redshirt sophomore. Apologies. So he'll be a junior next year. What do you think of this guy? I mean, he is, is uh, thrown for over 7,000 yards but uh, and like 55 touchdowns, but uh, 32 interceptions. It seems like that is the kind of quarterback that you wonder whether what Andy Ludwig can do with him. Because Kyle doesn't want to see those kinds of interceptions. Mm, yeah, but if he's not transferring to Utah to sit. So, obviously, it doesn't concern Andy Ludwig. Yeah, I guess. And, and, and maybe they, Andy Ludwig can improve his play. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe sometimes guys just need – sometimes yeah, – Brett Favre in college threw a lot of interceptions, didn't he? He did in the pros, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you can you can work with guys. Well, yeah, and because a lot of times those kinds of mistakes are decision making, and the effect of a good coach on that can be profound. Get him a couple of months in Utah's system, and they'll snuff the aggressiveness right out of him. <laughs> Do you think that was in the sales pitch? They Come said, on over here, hey, uh, there, uh, Jake Brandley. We know that uh, you've thrown for uh, you know over seven. 5,500 yards and 55 touchdowns in your career. And what we want to do is bring you into our system and mold you into something that we like to call a game manager. Yeah, that's enough yards and touchdowns already. It sounds completely, completely reasonable. It's a thrilling role. 
where your number one job is now not to not to score points, but protect that defense. <laughs> it's called the John Hayes position. <laughs> it is. You're going to come in. You're gonna you're gonna throw a lot of uh, you know play action uh, type passes because we're a run team, and if you turn the ball over, you're in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let me. We know you have kind of an aggressive uh, gunslinger kind of attitude. <laughs> we want to get rid of all of that. Oh man! All right. Well, maybe Andy Andy Ludwig can do something with him. It doesn't hurt to have guys who can fling it around. Uh, this this honestly surprises me. I, I wonder what it means um, for their confidence in Cam Rising, and I wonder what it, it it certainly isn't good for their confidence in Jason Shelley. I'll tell you that. It's getting right crowded. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they thought Cam Rising was be re- would be ready to go again, they're not. They're not telling this kid that you've got to come in and battle it out. I mean, this is a guy who could probably handpick a lot of different positions. Not that it means anything, but this kid's a former four-star QB. So, I, I mean, boys wasn't rising too. I mean, I, I beats me. I mean, bring in as much talent as you can, and then build from there. I have no problem with that. But you're not bringing in a guy who has 7,500 career yards to sit. Uh, I'm not okay, so let me sure put it, about that. Let me put it this way. If you're Jake Brantley with 7,500 career yards and 55 career touchdowns, you're not going somewhere to sit. No, you're not. But I don't think Kyle Whittingham is going to say, hey, come on in here and it's yours. Mm, I bet Andy Ludwig might. That's how you land a guy like that. You you may not – it might not meet your toughness standards, but I'm telling you that. You Think about if it's you. You're not going anywhere. You're not getting some assurances. We talked about this with Jordan Love. What? So you're rising? Of the show. Should you transfer? Uh, he's. Yeah, I mean, I. Coaches can talk out of both sides of their mouths. If I'm rising, I'm going to hurry up and graduate. The same way with Jason Shelley. I don't know what his his academic load is looking like right now, but if I'm him, it's a heavy one. Mm. All right. Well, we'll see how it turns out. I could make for a great competition. All right, we'll have uh, more coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Again, we want to remind you about our friends at Divi. Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See you, how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. More of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Jazz Game Night pregame show. Coming up right around the corner, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Thunder. Ben Anderson will be along for the ride tonight as my free half and postgame co-host, so stay tuned for that. You're going to try and get him in trouble? Why would I do that? I don't know. I don't know what you'd do. If I tried to get you in trouble today? Well, maybe not today, but... Yeah, you have. You've How? been telling lies about me and whatnot. Telling lies? Yes. Well, like what? Uh, I don't want to bring. I don't want to circle back on that. The parking thing. Yeah, how is that a lie if it's a fact? It's not a fact. Yeah, you have it on good good word. Uh, well, you have a, it off my a, word. <laughs> what about my word? Yeah, but you're you're too you your self interest in this self interest. Right, because uh, it's about you. Yeah, I know, but I know whether I know whether I did that or not. But does that mean that you're you know? accurately representing yes. what actually happened. Why would I do otherwise? Because you have self-interest. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to be that guy. Look, Jake, I, I tell the truth. I tell the truth. As you see it. That's what As I do. is convenient. No, not at all. <laughs> when you, when I first heard that whoever, that that person was saying that I did what you say he said I did, uh-huh. I immediately knew it was false. You did? Yes. <laughs> 
How so? Because I knew where I parked. So did this person. Uh, that, that, that We're person. still on this, but yeah, but that's not so. that's not tr- trying to to uh, you know trap you in some sort of way. That's just reporting the news. It's not reporting the news. It's it's reporting fake news. Oh, I can't believe you're going down that. What's the definition of news again? It's just not true. Something that's extraordinary, yeah. right? You just don't see that every now, you know, extreme yeah, nice car park true. like that. It is true. It isn't true. I just, source is very close no, to the that's, situation. That's absolutely false. That that's true. absolutely false. What do you think happens tonight with uh, with the Jazz? Uh, I'm curious to see because I'm not convinced yet that they're fully out of the woods. Oh, now, I don't think so. Either. Obviously, they're playing the Thunder and Thunder ten and twelve. Not exactly a huge threat, but still enough of a threat to be able to beat the Jazz if they are not uh, hitting on all cylinders, and they've been doing far from that. I know they got the win over the Grizz, but uh, that's why this game is so freaking important for them is to keep the positive energy moving in the right direction. Well, Gordo, uh, good show today. Fine work. Uh, It's a lot going on in college football right now. And with uh, with the Jazz uh, struggling a little bit, uh, there are there's a lot to sort of break apart and put back together again. And on the parking controversy, denial's good radio, so I'm fine it's, with it's it. Just, it's just That's, not it's, true. It's good it, radio. It is not you know? true. It's just good entertainment. You know, people were glued to the Richard Nixon stuff. You know, so all right. This, if you won't bet half, if you won't ha- bet half a billion, then let's bet a hundred dollars on it. And I'm telling you right now, get. My false accuser in here, and we will have the conversation. How would you? How would you prove anything? Because right now it's your word against hers. Oh, hers. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so how would we? How would we? It's just not true. Come to a conclusion here. Uh, we got to figure this out. All right. Joining us now in studio, he's been hanging out with us all day. He's our good friend Mike Wilson from Any Hour Services. We're talking about Furnups. Uh, Furnups. <laughs> Furnace tune-ups today. Furnups, though, I kind of like that. It just saves time. Talking furnups with uh, our services. Furnace tune-ups, Mike. Uh, How do we know when we need one? Well, um, besides the obvious answer of if you've got one, you need one, um, the fact of the matter is is it just kind of slips our mind. We forget, and we don't always do it every year. So the older your furnace is, if it's over seven, eight years old, it's a good idea to make sure that you're staying on top of the maintenance. Uh, if it's been a couple of years since you've had it done, uh, if you've moved into a new house recently and you're not sure the condition of the system, it's a good idea to have that done so you can know uh, the condition of the equipment that you just uh, purchased in the home. If it was acting up last year, there were a lot of people towards you know the end of the winter, February, March, where they were crossing their fingers just waiting for summer to get there saying, come on, summer. Well, if it was acting up then, I guarantee you it's going to start acting up again. So it's a good idea to have the thing checked out by somebody that knows what I got a dumb question for you. Yes, sir. Does poor air quality affect uh, the furnace? Um, yes, but not in the way that you're thinking. Like the air quality outside, like the inversion, yeah. that doesn't necessarily affect the furnace in a negative way. Uh, but Just poor filter, air quality. Maybe, or what? Well, poor air that? quality in the house. If you've got dirt and dander and stuff like that, those, if you consider dirty air that way, that can affect it because it can clog up the filter. If your filter isn't filtering enough of the dirt, it can, it can, 
another technical term, it can gunk up the components. <laughs> <laughs> you can get dirt and things build up on the components inside, and dirt's one of the biggest killers of the components in the furnace. But as far as the inversion itself, no. But they do make third-party indoor air quality products that can fight the effects of the inversion that are good for Which you. Which is gunkier, kids or pets? Mm. Uh, they're gunky in different ways. <laughs> kids don't shed as much as pets. Not even close. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. But kids are also not hypoallergenic. <laughs> True. Uh, let's talk about the deal tonight, Mike. Uh, folks need to, to get that furnace looked at and taken care of. Recommended they do it every year. And, and I'll tell you what, no better time to schedule it than tonight. Correct. You know, the manufacturers don't specify when you should have it done. But I, the, when talking to people, we find out the biggest reason they don't is because they forget. So right now, while you're thinking about it, while you can lock in the $70 savings, call right now. They're going to go through the system. Even though this is a discounted price, it's not a discounted tune-up. They're going to do the whole, uh, the whole tune-up, go through the system they'll document everything they find they leave you with a full written report give you a clean bill of health let you know the condition of your system instead of $99 you're only paying 29 the only thing is that you got to call tonight before seven o'clock to lock in that $70 savings all right call any hour services right now get on that schedule like Mike said save $70 on a 29 point furnace tune-up $99 value for only 29 bucks but you got to call tonight before 7 801-443-7400 801-443-7400 any hour services Mike you're sticking around during the pregame show I we'll am. catch up with uh, with you then okay Gordo enjoy your your evening sir yes you too Jake all right uh, jazz game night pregame show kicks off next right here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be here saying goodnight. I hate goodbyes. This thing is over! That'll do, Pink. That'll do.